Hi, welcome to Gen X Up. I'm your host, Grant Porter. Thanks for joining me. Today, I'm going to talk about your life as an embroidery patch. And what I mean by that is you've got your front side and you've got your back side of your embroidery. The front side is what everybody sees. It is the iconography. It is the visual representation of you. It's how you present yourself to the world. And it's usually pretty sparkly. On the backside, there's a lot of strings and it's a little messy. And one side cannot exist without the other. However, sometimes the backside can get a little more unraveled than we can handle. And sometimes it ends catastrophically. Yeah, that was a cannon shot. And it was from the Hunger Games. And the reason I dropped it in this audio is for me, it represents somebody that's gone way too early and they shouldn't be. And when I recorded episode six, I had my phone turned off, which I was talking about growth mindset. When my phone was turned off, unknown to me, my whole circle of college friends were blowing it up with text messages and they were blowing it up because one of our close friends and my college roommate was found dead that afternoon and it rolled like waves through our circle of friends. I don't know if any of you can relate to that. If you've experienced it, it's not the first time in my circle of friends where someone has gone way too early. It could have been a car crash, could have been something more stupid like suicide or drugs. But in this case, a good, good friend who I just talked to at the holidays and made plans for him to come hang out on the boat in February was gone. I talked to his wife later. She said that they had been separated for some time, which I knew. And he was going through a hard spot. And this guy, like if you met him, he was the life of the party. He was fun, charismatic, handsome, two beautiful kids, boy and a girl. Um, she was worried about him. No one could get a hold of him. So she went over to check on him and she came into the house and found him beside his bed on his knees with his head down on the mattress, which she explained looked like he was praying. And I don't know the coroner results as of right now, but I do know that, that he should not be gone, but the backside of his embroidery patch was definitely getting unraveled and it had been getting unraveled for some time. And what his solution to deal with that was, was to drink and his drinking was very social. Uh, but then, you know, it turned into afternoons and it turned into mornings and it created a cycle and that cycle starts to build where it's really fucking hard to get out of. And, you know, we have terrible sleep when we, when we drink too much, then we get up in the morning we have caffeine, the depression starts and it just cycles over and over and you drink again the next day and it makes yourself feel better, but then you feel worse in the morning. So you drink a bunch of coffee to wake up and then you drink more alcohol and then more shit goes wrong. You get in trouble, you get pulled over, you get a Dewey, you know, your marriage goes to shit, your career goes to shit, your job goes to shit and you just fuck your life up. And you just keep going down and down and down. You're just digging deeper, deeper into that fucking hole. And if if you find yourself saying like, God, I'm close to that or I'm, I'm not far away, 
Like take a step back just for a little while and ask yourself, is this really what I want my life to be? I'm 48, I'm 49. I got another 30 years. I got another 40 years if I'm fucking lucky. You know, like, like what do I want out of my life? Do I want to be found dead on my knees with my head on the mattress? Do I want my friends to be like blowing up each other's phones? Just going, what the fuck? How did you do this to yourself? Don't do that. Don't be that guy. This friend of mine, I love him to death and I'll always love him. And I knew that he was in a dark space at the holidays. When we talked, he was sitting on a beach chair in Newport Beach in the middle of the afternoon on a weekday drinking Bloody Marys, calling me and saying, life's great. I got a new young girlfriend. Uh, this is that, that is this. His embroidery patch on the front, he was projecting out that was saying, it's okay, man, I'm good. But the reality was all those little strings, all those little pieces of threads on the back that represented what was on the front were just coming apart. And he needed to stop. And he needed to take time and evaluate where he was at and he didn't do it and he's gone. So if you're in that position where your threads are unraveling, you know, seek out professional help. I'm not a therapist. I don't help people recover, but, but get help and support from your friends, family, or professional groups, get out there and find somebody that'll get you going because Alcoholism and drugs are a disease. I had another great buddy. Um, guy was killing it. He was a financial investor. He was making 500 grand a year. He had a wife. He had two beautiful kids. And he he had a, a guy that he worked with that he basically was running his money um, who was a billionaire. And it was totally a billionaire's boys club. And they were living this life that was just fucking ridiculous. And they got into Oxycontin. And they started snorting Oxycontin and then they became addicted to opiates and it all came out and his wife and him made a decision to, to, to leave the coast of California and go back to their home in Arizona and for him to go to rehab, which of course led him to meeting somebody who was a heroin addict and God, heroin's a lot easier to get than getting Oxycontin, you know, they've cracked down on it. So let's get heroin. And I watched that guy go from, a dream life as far as stuff. Obviously his life wasn't a dream for him because why the fuck would you do that? To homeless, to in jail, to basically destroying his world. Another great friend recently was struggling with pain and she for years, you know, multiple car crashes, uh, same thing, got addicted to Oxycontin, ended up getting on fentanyl blues and ended up having a ruptured colon and put herself in the hospital for months now since the new year. And, you know, hopefully her recovery will go well. But the point is, is that the unraveling of our threads are our own doing and they're in our own mind and you can fix it. You can get out of it. If you step back and recognize you actually have a problem, seek out professional help and start there. Start there so the cannon does not sound for you because you have a lot of time left and the world is fucking brilliant. You are part of the cosmic universe. Think about it. You're not outside of it. You're not looking in on the planet Earth. You're not looking at the stars. You're part of the stars. 
you're just as much of nature as everything around you. You're not separate. You are a special being and you can do fucking anything. So if you take the time to step back and recognize that your life, for whatever reasons, your career, your relationship, whatever the fuck it is, doesn't really matter that it went bad, that you have a choice now to stop perseverating on that in your mind. You have the opportunity to look up at the stars and recognize that you're part of it. You have the opportunity to say, you know what? My embroidery patch has this stuff on it, man. Uh, for, for my buddy, it was skiing downhill. It was living on the beach. It was friends, family. It was just stuff that he could project on the front and all he had to do is tighten up and trim up the strings and he could have kept that going and that patch could have evolved. It could have had new graphics, new icons. He could have wore it proudly, but he doesn't get the chance now because he let his mind and he let his addiction drive him all the way down. So what I'm asking you as a Gen Xer is to step back and if you find yourself in this position, stop, stop and take a moment recognize that that you can't be beautiful on the front without being fucked up on the back we all are it is part of life you can't have yin with that yang you know the serpent chasing its sail tail um this is just life but if you've gotten to the point where the habit has become this repetition of drink get up coffee drink you know like just say to yourself like I'm going to stop and I'm going to stop right fucking now, not tomorrow, not in an hour, not next week, right fucking now. And if it's bad enough where you know you need help and if you stopped right now, you're going to get shakes and trembles and have alcohol, yeah, whatever the hell they call it when you, when you need to keep drinking, withdrawals, um, just go seek that help. Take that first step and then recognize that there's something else out there for you. Think about what it is after you've gotten through that. Clean out your shit. Get your fucking decks cleared off. Get a vision. Pick something three years from now that is just making you fired up and focus on that and get up every day and exercise and work out and don't drink and be the best you because you know what? You have every opportunity to be brilliant. And starting right now, you're going to do it. Say yes. All right. This was my rant for tonight. I actually had a different topic I wanted to talk about, but considering what went down with my buddy and what's been going on with other friends, um, I wanted to kind of focus on the opportunity to discuss it. And if I've touched anybody, you know, God, I did something today. <clears throat> anyway, if you like what I do, hit subscribe, share this with your friends. Go to genxup.com and check me out there. Got links to all the different podcast sites. And I look forward to engaging with guys when I'm in a better mood about everything that's around me and my friends and making sure they're thriving and living and loving. But until then, have a great day or night, whatever time it is for you. Take care.